Welcome to the LU Moment. Thanks for listening. I'm Shelley Batanza, the Director of Public Affairs at Lamar University. Each week, we showcase the great events, activities, programs, projects, and people at Lamar University. This week, Lamar University rolled out a new website, a homepage, and if you haven't been to the website recently or ever, now is a good time to check it out, you know, especially since we have a little more free time on our hands. Between Netflix binges, you can go to lamar.edu. Right now, we have a tribute to the Mary and John Gray Library staff. These folks are essential workers during the coronavirus pandemic, and not only is the library open for students to, to you know, get help with their academic requirements and meet their coursework um, requirements, but the library hosts the only access, open access computer lab, so students who don't have computers can go to the library to do their schoolwork because everything is online. So uh, there's a story on our website about our staffers and what they do um, and what they're doing during the coronavirus pandemic. And two of our staff members have been connected to the Mary and John Gray Library since they were children. So there's some really fun uh, personal stories there, too, as well. Check that out. And you may or may not know this, but uh, some think the Mary and John Gray Library, which was dedicated in 1976, looks like Lord Porquat's castle in Shrek. And I tend to agree. Check them out. Check out. You can look at both of them online and see. I, I, I think there's a, a, very, um, a very good similarity. Anyway, um, that's what you'll see when you go to the homepage. There's a link midway down to our coronavirus information. As I've mentioned previously, the campus is closed to the public. Only those who have Lamar University IDs can go on campus. Buildings are closed, and others that are open have limited access. Most employees are working remotely, and students have moved to their homes. Uh, most of them, uh, some of them are still, some still remain in the dorms, um, but most of them are finishing their coursework uh, from their homes. All, everyone is now online, and LU recently announced that all summer courses will be conducted online. A few other things you want to check out on the LU website. We have an interactive map. Just search map, and it will come up. It's great. I love it. You can browse the entire 13-acre campus and zoom in and see all the buildings and their placement. There's also a virtual tour, so just search tour, and you can take a virtual tour of the Lamar University campus. And lastly, my very favorite feature on the Lamar University website is what we call the What Should You Major In Quiz. So just go to the search engine and search quiz um, and with the extra time on your hand. You can take the quiz as many times as you'd like and answer the questions, and it will tell you what your major should be. So um, I also want to make you aware of LU's social media. We have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. If you don't follow LU on all of these medias, you're really missing out. I especially love our YouTube channel where we host all of our commercials and fun videos with students and faculty. So be sure and check that out. We're, we're uploading a lot of things, doing a lot of Facebook Live right now, and really staying in contact with the Lamar University community through all of our online channels. Okay, so there's another story that you're going to find on the LU website, and it's in the news section, and it's a story about Daniel, and I'm going to ask uh, Dr. Christian Barim, who is uh, online with me. Welcome, Dr. Barim. Um, how are you? Well, I'm doing fine, and thank you so much for having me here. I appreciate it. Well, I, I appreciate you as well. I cannot pronounce Daniel's last name. I want you to pronounce it for me. Kispi. Daniel Kispi. Kispi. 
And uh, Daniel, uh, so there's a story about Daniel on our website, and he's an undergraduate student who was selected to present his research at the prestigious Posters on the Hill in Washington, D.C. He's only the third student in LU's history to be selected to attend this conference. And uh, Dr. Barim is a professor of physics and Daniel's mentor. He's also the acting director of the Office of Undergraduate Research. So, Dr. Barim, this is quite an accomplishment um, that, that, that Daniel has achieved, but it, it also speaks to the commitment of Lamar University's undergraduate research. We are really committed to um, undergraduate research. Let's talk first about the achievement that Daniel has made and how, um, how the, what, a, what, a, what a distinction it is. Indeed, it's a very special moment for Lamar. It's the third time in our history when uh, one of our groups of research is invited to present and uh, one of our students presents. Um, the first time was in back in 2006. So, in these uh, 14 years, 15 years, we we have uh, we had only three students, and Daniel, um, you know, his his uh, acceptance here is absolutely outstanding. Uh, certainly, this talks highly about the quality of his research and absolutely highly about the quality of his credentials because the selection uh, is it's very um, high. There are selected, first of all, uh, students from uh, outstanding universities that can really highlight the, the best of uh, undergrad research nationwide. Uh, the invitation is on Capitol Hill over in Washington, D.C., uh, policymakers are present, uh, as well as directors of um, National Science Foundation, Department of Energy, um, American Chemical Society, the host institution usually that uh, um, accommodates this international scientific standpoint. And uh, the, the topic that Daniel would like to uh, present this time, it's a very important uh, topic uh, in, um, uh, in our days. It's about... Um, green energy, alternative sources of energy, using uh, uh, solar power for um, uh, generating a more reliable and sustainable source of energy. Yeah. So uh, it's significant. And Daniel uh, worked hardly on this um, uh, project uh, for about two years, starting um, as a student that shadow, in fact, his brother, uh, on a topic that uh, for uh, David, uh, um, Daniel's brother, uh, became uh, the topic of uh, the major topic of interest, and uh, he is now a PhD student in Arizona State University on this topic. Oh wow! So Daniel, Daniel's a, a second generation um, researcher. Yes, absolutely. And uh, he started actually very early. He started with a summer reading club organized by um, honors program. The initial topic was different, but uh, he developed a practical interest. He wanted actually to build a device. He, since he was a child, he had been dreamed to build a device that would power cars as they uh, roll on the highways. So this is the oh. seed from where, yes, uh, now he uh, ended up having a very robust um, research project that ended up being uh, accepted to be presented in Washington, D.C. But it started well, at the age of six or seven. I was, I was pretty impressed. I mean, he's been all over the country really presenting um, this, this research. 
And um, I was really impressed when I talked to him um, about the research and his comparisons between the efficiency of the solar cell in, like, Arizona versus southeast Texas. And um, the data that he had put together seemed very extensive. Yes, indeed. Uh, The difference in our area is the thick uh, cloud coverage that we can experience in these days, too. Uh, which uh, diminishes, in fact, the efficiency of solar cell, of energy production using solar cells. We also face high winds, and we have also that hurricanes mm-hmm. that are passing by regularly that mm-hmm. destroy a lot of infrastructure. And he was thinking to build a more um, reliable, a more robust um, solar cell plant, in fact, for um, sustaining energy in those time- times of uh, uh, when other sources are, um, are are not so reliable, you know, they can be easily destroyed by sustained winds and high winds. Right, right. Now, is is Daniel a typical of a Lamar University student? I mean, are, are all undergraduate students involved in research, and how do they come to be involved in research? How big is the program of undergraduate research, I guess, is what I'm getting at, Dr. Breen? So it's pretty big. Uh, if you want as a number, it involves actively about uh, 60 students in various research projects. We run several programs in parallel. Uh, we are now preparing for the summer undergrad research fellow, and we hope to accept about 16 projects. We have, as we speak, uh, 30 projects uh, called OUR grants. And um, these projects um, and then the programs, uh, they support the projects, um, which support also financially the students, uh, including offering stipends to students, uh, are actually the cradle of uh, say more more uh, impressive, powerful, cutting-edge type research that uh, mm-hmm. goes out and is presented. The, those projects are presented to national venues. And uh, indeed, Daniel uh, outstands. He was last year on uh, another capital <laughs> over in Austin uh, for the undergrad yeah. research day, which is offered every other year. And again, it's an opportunity to present in front of policymakers, um, the, um, uh, say, uh, most uh, representative research project in, from various schools. It's only one project per school presented there. Plus, he was uh, invited to the national um, Council of Underground Research Conference, uh, which uh, was supposed to be organized a week ago in Montana, Botman, uh, Montana, University of Montana, in fact, right. but because right. of this situation has been canceled or postponed, but, I hope. Yeah. So what, what does this mean to a, to a student? How significant is undergraduate research for their future? I mean, is it should students do undergraduate research um, if they want to get a master's degree, is it important to employers? I mean, what's the benefit for students um, long-term when they do undergraduate research? Yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, it stands out in their resume. So um, high performance in, in classroom instruction is uh, kind of given. It's expected for those who apply to, um, uh, say, Ivy League schools. Right. And uh, the other two uh, presenters at Poster on the Hill ended up being um, graduate students in UT Austin. The first one, Joy Hunt. Um, Nick um, Nicolasis uh, became PhD student in biophotonics in uh, Rice University, uh, where he's working uh, now on his PhD again. Uh, mm. So it makes a difference because 
with such a, a credential added to their resume, they impress. They really stand out. They, they uh, are uh, students that um, definitely have the ability to disseminate their uh, results in a finer way than other, say, average students. And therefore, they have an open door. Many times they receive scholarships. Many times they become quickly research assistants to a group of interact. You know, they joined in those schools. So it definitely makes a difference. Well, and um, we, we have uh, a lot of support for our undergraduate uh, researchers from many different disciplines. You know, you, you always think, oh, you know, undergraduate research is done or any research is done in the sciences, but that's not always the case. I've been surprised to see some of the, the topics cover uh, communications and um, speech and hearing and, and all kinds of things. And, and we're running out of time, Dr. Barine, but can you speak to that, the interdisciplinary research that's going on? Absolutely. Uh, in fact, I have the privilege to be now the acting director of the Office of Undergraduate Research after I was two years assistant director and another five years I was involved in the advisory board uh, of this uh, office. Uh, if, if I look mm-hmm. through, uh, say, the documentation around our activities, we noticed that uh, although we started very shy and we didn't have a lot of extra STEM disciplines, science, technology, engineering, mathematics is what STEM stands for, uh, in our days, uh, as we speak now, saying this year, 2019, 2020 in this university year, we have about 33% of the research projects from outside STEM disciplines. We call them Yeah, it's humanities, art, communication. Yes, education. And uh, we even have now projects from music. Those do not stand as uh, research projects, are uh, qualified under uh, creative activities rather than uh, standard research projects that require lab uh, effort, and um, there is a certain, say, um, um, specific for this uh, research project. These uh, creative activities, yeah, go beyond. It's about music. It's about Mm -hmm. um, art, design, um, communication, as you mentioned very well. Yes, indeed. So we broaden our impact to pretty much everyone in our uh, academic landscape. Everyone is welcome to apply for our programs, for our brand, uh, they all receive a fair review. We have a very well-established protocol to um, accept projects and uh, support them. And, uh, yes, everyone seems to be very happy. As we speak, in fact, our office is active. And uh, these days, in these hours we are speaking, students are sending to me PowerPoints and uh, narratives to show the completion of their ongoing uh, undergrad research grants. That's and uh, actually, Daniel was part of this project, and he built that's his great. project under the same program, yes, uh, a year that's, ago. That's great. Well, I, I hate that we've got to run, but we're, we're out of time. Uh, people can go. Anyone interested in undergraduate research can go and search on the lamar.edu undergraduate research and check it out. And uh, look at the mentor directory. You'll see all kinds of, um, of different disciplines that are doing research. Thank you, Dr. Barim, and thank you for thank listening you. to the LU Moment. I'm Shelley Batanza, the Director of Public Affairs at Lamar University, the pride of Southeast Texas.